With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, everybody, we're rolling along on a Wednesday. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. We are live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. No Michael Lombardi today, but very fortunate to have on hand senior NBA betting analyst here at the network, Jonathan Von Tobel, as we look to two big games coming up tonight in the association, two teams looking to stave off elimination, both the Knicks and the defending champion Golden State Warriors at risk of getting bounced. Yeah, yeah. Um, where do you want to start? Where do you want me to go? That was very open-ended. What do you want me to do? Whatever your heart desires. This is your world. I'm well, just living it. If it was whatever it, my, my heart desires, I'd be out. But our boss, John Goulet, just walked through, and he's on the other side, so I can't just really leave uh, if that's the okay, case. Okay, well, how about we go Heat-Knicks? Heat with the commanding three games to one lead. They're yes. on the road at MSG. We know that the fans are going to be out there in full force. It can be intimidating. The Heat so far, though, said, uh, hey, no big deal. No big enough deal. Enough about the home court with the New York <laughs> Knicks. Okay, who cares? Chris Rock showed up. Yay, it's great. I, like, I don't really care. Who's the uh, the shameless lead actress? Uh, I can't remember her name. But I don't know there. her real name, but yeah. It, Emmy Rossum. Thank you. There we go. I just remembered. I don't know who I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, like, it, 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 hey, famous people get there. They're not as passionate as normal people, all right? So let's just get that out there. I will say this. Emmanuel quickly, again, is doubtful for the New York Knicks. This offense has, as we have seen, been somewhat dreadful and hit or miss for uh, New York as this series has gone along. And Miami just kind of understands what they're doing. And I keep going back to this point for this series, Stormy, but it's it's rung true throughout this entire series, which is Miami is just so much better. I, I, I guess I'll just say, I don't want to say coached because that would make it seem like this is all Tom Thibodeau's fault, but they are a much more cohesive unit. That's a better term for it. The ball movement is much more fluid. They know exactly what their assignments are. They know what they're doing, both offensively and defensively. And while their offense still has not been great in this series up to this point, there is still more fluidity to it where it doesn't get stuck in neutral like it does with the New York Knicks. The Heat are not overly reliant on isolation scoring like they like the Knicks are. It's not just, hey, Julius Randle, get us out of a possession where we're just going to give you the ball with 12, 14 seconds left on the clock, get something going. Jalen Brunson, you know, post up a guy and see if you can hit a fadeaway jump shot. Those are the like vast majority of the Knicks' possessions offensively, whereas Miami, you got a couple of possessions where you can go and you can give it to Jimmy Butler, but for the most part, there is ball movement. There is finding open shooters. There is getting into the spots where it needs to be. There's working a defense, and that's why I think that you've seen this massive difference. So, sure, can the Knicks come out and get buoyed by their home court, extend this thing out, and move on to get eliminated in South Beach? There's a chance. Obviously, they're favored in this game. But I think if there was a team that is well-coached enough that has been there. Keep that in mind too, right? Jimmy Butler and this crew, uh, this core, we'll say, has made it to the NBA Finals. Kyle Lowry has won the NBA Finals. This is a team that has done it a lot. Their staff, Eric, Eric Spolstra, has a long history of playoff success. If there was a team that was equipped enough to go on the road in an environment like the Garden and close a series out, and think about the importance of closing it out. It's not just getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, but getting some rest on the chance that that series across the way might get extended to seven. So I, I think that we were like looking at this, put a play on the heat money line. I think they're going to close this thing out today. And especially if Emmanuel quickly is not going to play this bench that was just listless in the last game over there in South beach. 
really doesn't give, give you much to offer if you're the New York Knicks. Yeah, I tailed you on the play yesterday when you had that as your in-pocket play at the end of all the money yesterday. You were selling me on it, and I bought in. And I just think that the heat in a lot so of ways— So much so you asked me twice about it. You I know. Really I was really, really, really interested. I had to double down to make sure that that's where I wanted to put my money. I ended up getting one, plus 155 here at Circa. But I feel like the heat in a lot of ways are like beating the Knicks at their own game, like— okay, you guys are one of those play-hard types of teams. We're just going to play harder on this night. You guys play really physical. We're going to out-physical you in the games when we have to. And, oh, by the way, we have Jimmy Butler, Mm -hmm. who this series specifically has yet to really have that otherworldly game that we know he's extremely capable of and had a few of them against the Milwaukee Bucks in round one. Even still, um, it is 10 straight games now that he scored 25-plus points. Um, How far do you think he could take this Heat team, if maybe they don't close it out tonight, but they just close out this series, period. So this is We had this conversation with Jay Croucher for NBC Sports yesterday when we were on Follow the Money. And there is a thought that we should now, and I even think Jay used this phrase, right, which is we should we should start to view this Miami Heat team like it was the one seed from a season ago. And, and I, I push back on that a little bit, only because that Heat team was the second or best three-point shooting team in the NBA a season ago. That is not what this Heat team is this year. Uh, that Heat team was better defensively. This team starts some flawed defenders, we'll call them, in their starting lineup. Kevin Love's not a not a lockdown defender, although there's a highlight of him shutting down Steph Curry at the end of an NBA Finals game. Um, right, the, we know that um, the combination of Max Struess and Gabe Vincent are not exactly uh, solid defenders, although Max Struess, owner of one of the best terms out there, is a good defender, putting him in the Struess gal. Uh, I love it, but he's not going to lock anybody down. So this this group is starting some different players. So I think there's a very big difference between that team last year and this team this year. You know, you don't play 82 games and get the sample size of data that we get from them and then just go, ah, throw it out. Like, no, they're still kind of that team that played throughout the regular season this year. But are they good? And do they have one of the best playoff performers ever? Of course. They have Jimmy Butler, and there's a reason why they're here. But I do believe that styles make fights. And who knows? Maybe the style will make a fight against Philadelphia if Philly's the team that makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they can win that series and move on to the NBA Finals. And they'll prove me wrong yet again. But I think that Miami is a team that really uh, shot out of their minds against the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, 47% from three in that series, over 50% on contested three-point shots. That's a ridiculous That's a ridiculous percentage on those types of shots. And then you get a matchup that works in your favor in the New York Knicks. I tend to think, to use a, a good reference that people will understand, I think they turn back into a pumpkin. I think midnight is going to strike here once you get to the Eastern Conference Finals if you're the Miami Heat. Well, let's get the straight-up dove tonight, shall we? Uh, the Heat are getting 3.5 today in terms of the spread. Total 209.5, but one win away from being just the second eight seed to make the conference finals. Also tonight, Lakers-Warriors after Lonnie Walker. Who? Yes, Lonnie Walker. Yeah. Played hero in the fourth quarter. Last game, the Lakers have a three games to one lead over the defending champs heading into game four. I mean, heading into game five between liability and what we're seeing on the court with how effective the Lakers defense has been largely throughout this series. They're a favorite now to win the whole thing at this point, but getting seven and a half tonight with the Warriors backs against the wall, win or go home. So I, this is, this is going to come across as controversial because they are down three, one in this series. And the market is actually reflecting this to a certain extent. I still believe the Warriors are the better team. But you can still lose series as being the better team because you have to take advantage of what you are given. And I'll go back to a single stat that kind of paints this picture just a little bit, right? It doesn't take the whole picture, but it gives you something. Again, we were going through some of those wide-open numbers. And we were talking about how the last game, I think, uh, what did they shoot against the uh, the Lakers in terms of wide-open shots last game? I'll give this to you in a second here. I think it was just under 30%, 22% on wide-open three-point attempts for the Golden State Warriors in that last game. For the series, they are generating about 17 wide-open three-point attempts per game against the Lakers, 17 to 18. They're only shooting just about 34%. This Warriors team is doing what they need to do in certain instances, but they just haven't been able to take advantage. You even go back to the last game, Stormy, where you have that late lead, you completely blow it, and then, of course, is it their last three possessions that end in turnovers for the Warriors? So a lot of this, not to take away credit for the Lakers because they've been playing great defensively, a lot of the low moments, we'll say, for the Golden State Warriors – have been generated by themselves. So now we're talking about going back home, where you would assume, as we have seen, role players do tend to play better. We have evidence of that across this postseason. Maybe Jordan Poole finally wakes up. Clay Thompson has not been good over the last couple of games. Maybe in the friendly confines of San Francisco, starts to shoot a little bit better, does not take ridiculous contested jump shots, actually plays within the flow of the offense. 
that at the very least, you can expect that the Warriors are going to be able to even this series up. However, I don't want to go in and lay seven, seven and a half, right? Because the market is coming in and saying, desperation spot, back at home, Golden State Warriors, let's inflate this number. And I just don't think that should be the case. They were they were catching three and a half in L.A. And now they're sitting up to seven and a half here back in San Francisco. So I think when you're talking about how to attack this, this has in-game written all over it. The Lakers are good enough to at least stymie the Golden State Warriors. We've seen it now up to this point. There's probably going to be an opportunity for you to lay a cheaper number here for Golden State, maybe even a small money line price at an underdog price or a cheaper number in this game. And I think that's the way you want to approach it. Because, you know, we've talked about this. We did it with the Oilers. You're laying about 15 cents more on the line because of the desperation. Might be the goaltender situation, but you don't think there's that much of a difference, right? And if that's going to be the case, I want to find a better opportunity than laying an inflated number, which the Warriors have right now. You mentioned there at one point just about the role players in general, Jordan Poole, maybe he'll wake up. His point prop throughout this has been sitting at around 12 and a half the last couple of games. It's yeah. nine and a half today. Um, and so he puts up 21 points, six made triples that first game, and then been literally silent after that. Zero points on zero on, on 0 of 4 shooting last game. Game three, two of nine, 0 of 4 from three. Game two had six total points. He, like... Where is Jordan Poole? What happened? I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> and and the troubling part is, if you want to go and bet that over, his minutes are getting cut into. He only played yeah. 10 minutes in the last game. He only played 18 the game before that, 16 before that. That was after game one where he played 30 and actually performed relatively well. He had 21 points in that game. But since then, we've seen Steve Kerr kind of pull the leash a little tighter and go, like, if you're not going to give me something, we'll go to Moses Moody. We'll go to these other guys who can give us a little bit more. And I think that's kind of the issue is you can maybe bank on him performing better, but is Steve Kerr going to allow him to be better? Because if you're betting an over on a guy who played 10 minutes in the last game, he's got to be hyper-efficient if that's going to be the case if he's only playing 10 to 15 minutes. So I, I wouldn't really believe in it at this point. Poole has not been good dating back to the King series, and I just wouldn't think that, like, why would you think, as we were talking about the Celtics, why would you think that something's going to change here now? if we have a larger sample size of that saying it's not. Well, and then with, like you said, with the minutes getting pulled back, your confidence is probably just getting lower and lower with mm -hmm. every time that that happens. Um, yeah. 10 points on 35% shooting from the floor in the postseason. That's rough. Rough. Um, this Lakers team, though, pretty cool to see what they've been able to do in the postseason. A team that started out the year of franchise worst 2-10 and ten to start things out. Seven months later, they not only win in the play-in, they take the opening round. They have the defending champs on the ropes. Pretty cool story that LeBron and Anthony Davis have been able to put together here late in the season. We got to take a quick break, but still so much more to come here on the Lombardi line. Stick with us. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, alongside Jonathan Montobel, Stormy Bonantoni. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. I'm on the page right now. Before you make your next bet, you got to check out vcin.com and get the betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see the changes in action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year round. You can check out those betting splits again, vcin.com. Oh, am I supposed to go now? I told you I was going to lay out because you well, said you had something to say. Well, I thought that meant like you were going to present like, hey, it's us, and then and then you were going to let me go. No? Okay. So I was going to ask you this. We, we've got a couple of scenarios today in both the National Hockey League and the NBA where I think you as betters, or we as betters, are, I guess we'll say calling, like paying that tax. I think you're doing it with the Golden State Warriors, who are back home facing elimination. I think you're doing it with the Edmonton Oilers, who are face, not facing elimination, but facing a potential 3-1 series deficit on their home ice. The difference is the Oilers, as we have talked about, there's the noise of the goaltender situation. But I keep running with the premise because, you know, I act with you and the hockey knowledge, especially for a team that you used to cover, uh, that there's not a massive difference between one Aiden Hill and, and Laurent Brassois, if that's the case. So, that was a beautiful pronunciation, by yeah. the way. Well done. But and I, Look, I haven't really followed them on a day. How is he not like Laurent Brassois? Right? Because it's just right there for the taking. Anyway, so what I wanted to ask you, and I, I've had this conversation with Kelly a lot, and I don't think I've gotten to pick your brain on it. I've brought it up, but I'm the one that bloviates a lot, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Is it worth paying taxes in these situations because of the scenario the teams are in? Is it worth laying an extra one and a half points with the Golden State Warriors because they're facing elimination back at home? Is it worth laying 15 extra cents of juice because the Oilers are at home and looking to avoid a 3-1 series deficit. I think that it depends on where your conviction lies, too, mm-hmm. though. It can't just be because their backs are against the wall, but like if you think that they legitimately could like could compete and win in this game regardless. Yeah. Right? Like that's where you have to come through. Because we've seen the Golden State Warriors have a blowout victory in this series in one of those games, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think I don't think that that's gonna be the case in this instance? I told you I feel fairly confident that Golden State will win this game and extend the series, but I don't like the number. I don't like the idea of laying extra and having to pay the extra tax in this game. With the Edmonton Oilers, though, I know a lot of people really like Edmonton in a bounce-back spot, period, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's when I think if you're confident that Edmonton's going to go out here and win this game and have another dominant offensive performance, what we saw last game was a complete outlier. Um, You feel like defensively they're going to be a little bit more stout in front of whoever they ultimately have in net, whether it's Stuart Skinner or Jack Campbell, then you don't mind paying the extra tax if you feel confident they're going to win the game. Yeah, I I just always find the fast. It's fascinating, I think, at least, the concept of almost paying for desperation. Right. Yeah, but I just think it's like it. It just has to be more than that for me. If you're yeah. going to place that bet. No, I agree with you. I like we're on the same page, and so like let's spin this in a couple of different directions. So, for example, we have New York and Miami. You're not really seeing that with New York, right? And the point spread, and part of that is Emmanuel Quickly is potentially not going to play, so this might close more in the range of like two and a half or two. But isn't it funny how we're not really seeing the market say Knicks are desperate today? This should be four and a half. Mm-hmm. When they were catching four and a half over there in Miami, not sitting at three and a half. And if Manuel quickly doesn't play, I'm sure this closes like, we'll say like three or two and a half. So, and the, let's spin this forward in the other basketball series. So game three in Phoenix was a three and a half point spread because the Suns were down two nothing going back home. And that's generally the spot of the desperation trend, right? Yeah, they're going to be great in the first half. They're going to be great in the, fir- in the first quarter. 
So they go on, they win that game, they cover. But remember what happened in game, in game four? They closed as one and a half point favorites in that game or one point favorites because mm-hmm. the market was then like, okay, situations aside, let's power rate these teams as we believe them to be, which is a one and a half point spread back in Phoenix. So now game six, what's our point spread? It's Phoenix three and a half back at home, even though they were late one yeah. in game four. So which one is it? Why are well, we being so? I mean, it's the same thing. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, going go back even the other game in the NHL tonight with the Maple Leafs and Florida Panthers. Greg Wyshynski said it. He's like, I was surprised to see that the Maple Leafs are a favorite in this game because they are on the road playing a Florida Panthers team that has been significantly better than them in every game. Yep. And there's there's a lot of, there are situational handicappers who like these spots and will just go ahead and say, hey, like Toronto, the probability of them winning today is higher because they're desperate. And I just, I don't really buy into that. It's an interesting conversation for sure. It is. Because then you get into the spot where, for example, there's a big trend that we'll see in the next round if a if a home team loses. But we talked about this throughout the NBA postseason. The team that loses at home in game one, coming back in game two. And at what what is it now? I think it's 21 and one straight up, 20 and two against the spread. But you as a team, or you as a better, are paying such a tax on that team in game two where I want to sit back and go, I'll, the Warriors and Lakers game is a perfect example. I'm sitting back going, why? why? Mm-hmm. If they were a four and a half point favorite in game one, why would they close as seven and a half point favorites in game two when there's no real injury? And yet, if you go against it, you're kicking yourself because you're like, they're blowing well, them out. So like, that's sucks. what I was going to say is that's the thing that always like comes back and and makes it funny because I'm, I'm not going to fade something for perceived value mm-hmm. even if I don't think it's going to happen. You know, yeah. so it all depends on your conviction. And I think that's my flaw as a better at times. I will fade things for value. I will sit back and go, no. <laughs> this should have been four and a, this was four and a half in game one. Nothing changed in game two to make this seven and a half. Why would we do that? And we get the example now with the Lakers and the Warriors coming back to San Francisco tonight. Game one was four and a half. They lost that outright. Game two, they were desperate. So that closed seven and a half. Well, they're desperate again today because they're, they're down three one. What's the point spread today? Seven and a half. Nothing really changed. In fact, you can make the argument that you should upgrade the Lakers because they've been playing so well. And yet here we are at seven and a half. I just, I like, these are, I think they're, they're interesting conversations and I've never, it's not something that I know or that I have figured out because you can look in all sorts of different spots. You know, go back to the first round, Cavaliers and Knicks. There was a bunch of games. It was three, one. Remember it was the Knicks. No, it was the Cavaliers. It was the, uh, the Bucks. And there was another team that was down three, one going back home. Uh, I think it was Memphis. It was Memphis. They were down 3-1 going back home to the Los Angeles Lakers. Two of the teams went out there and just laid an egg. Milwaukee got eliminated. Cleveland got eliminated. But the Memphis Grizzlies went out there and absolutely smoked the Lakers. Lakers went back home to close out the series. I was somebody that tried to fly in the face of the trend. And, you know, Memphis Grizzlies proved me wrong. They smoked them. I just... But I so, always try to go back against it because, again, the perceived value thing, but, but sometimes think, you get burned. But I think you already have the answer to the question, and mm. you've said it with your approach to this Golden State Lakers game. Why not just get in live? Yep. You feel like the opportunity is going to be there. The, the They're going to find themselves down at some point in this game, and you can buy you back think, on right. another number, right? Like there's, there's so many different approaches that don't force yourself to bet a pre-flop number for again for perceived value when so many other things work against you in it and there there the tax is there so the tax is there but in game those numbers are freaking flipping and flopping and on the move like crazy you can almost always find something that you want if you're looking for it so play this conversation back when the warriors get off to a 15 nothing lead <laughs> right. and then never give up the lead and right. go on to cover the number i I, I, I like go back and it, look at the stat sheet, like largest lead, 21, final yeah. score. Okay, there we go. Yeah, and I, I find it, I, I always find these topics pretty fascinating. And then you can, you know, you can add in the dynamic of home court or whatnot, but to have some pretty big swings and a lot of it based on just the situation the team finds themselves in. You know, Toronto's, I'm glad you brought that one up. Toronto's a really good example. Toronto should not, it's, it's not more probable, because that's literally what you're saying. It should not be more probable that Toronto's going to win against Florida today because they might get eliminated. That just doesn't, to me, that doesn't compute. And it makes me want to go in and bet the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Well, and people have been getting plus money prices on mm-hmm. Florida every night mm-hmm. because everybody keeps on thinking, like, because at the start of the series, Toronto is at home. They're the favorite. Okay. They find, they lose game one. They're definitely going to bounce back in game two, right? They have to be favored. <laughs> right. Game three, okay, yeah, you're on the road, but you're not going to go down three games to none. Mm-hmm. Well, you you, you got to bet Toronto here. But people are making a lot of money on plus money prices know, on the Florida Panthers. I was going to say, have they been have they been underdogs in every game so far in this year? I series? think so. 
Florida? I think so. Yes. I'm pretty sure that they were an underdog <laughs> in game one at home even. Or if if not, it was a very short price. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly, but um but it's pretty wild. Here we go. Yes, and that's just again, it's just it's it's all built in there with the expectation that there's there's no way, there's no way that this can happen. And then it, it keeps happening. So I don't have a pre flop bet in the Leafs Panthers game, but I wouldn't fault anybody for saying Florida's going to close this out. They've been the better team three straight games. They are the team that knocked off the best team in the history of the game this year in the Boston Bruins round one, and they've carried it over. And I would say of the two Florida teams that were the best teams in their respective conferences, or in Florida's case, the best team in their league a season ago, going back to what we talked about with the Heat, I would say I'm more willing to say let's view the Florida Panthers as the team they Mm -hmm. were last year as Mm -hmm. opposed to the Miami Heat. And I know we've talked about this, too, because, yes, they were the President's Mm -hmm. Trophy winner from last year. I had concern about the Florida Panthers throughout the course of the season because they did have so many pieces that were changing. But to your point, and Nick Alberga's earlier this week, the core has still been there. And it took them a while to get those new pieces mixed in and to find their stride. They found at the back end of the season, and now they're riding extremely high in the playoffs and playing really, really high-quality, good hockey. And my biggest concern about the Florida Panthers coming into this series taking on Toronto was their goaltending, and was Sergei Bobrovsky the real deal? Was he going to be consistent enough? And here he has. He hasn't given up more than two goals in the series. Um, Been awesome night in and night out. We have to take a break now. Really, really great conversation, though. When we come back, we'll get some picks and plays from our guy Harry Gagnon in the NBA. Maybe he's got some hockey, too. I don't know. We'll see when he comes back here on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSN, the sports betting network. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today and get the daily email we put out recapping all the best bets from all of our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VSN experts leaderboard, view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSN expert has the hot hand for VSN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now, just $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe, which also means if you miss any of this segment, that's how you can recap all of the picks that our guy Harry Gagnon is going to give you right now. Host of the Against All Odds podcast, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor and Bruce Springsteen extraordinaire. What's going on, Harry? How are you today? Hey, Stormy and JVT. How are you guys doing? Good. Happy to have you with us, especially because we've got a full slate of really fun and exciting playoff games in the NBA and NHL. And let's start off with the Golden State Warriors because JVT and I just had a big conversation about how tough it is to bet in some of these instances where a team is against the wall and you know sports books have that built into the number. So what do you do with it? Warriors, a seven, seven and a half point favorite now across the board at most of these books against the Lakers in a win or go home game at home. Yeah, you know, I got a prop in a second I'll give you, but I also do like Golden State in this spot. I know it's kind of a big number, guys, but I think Curry and Kerr figure something out here at home. I don't think this Golden State dynasty is dead just yet. Uh, I think there's a situation where, you know, if LA wanted to, they could, you know, relax a little bit in terms of how much they play LeBron, how much they play AD, solve it out and then figure it out in game six back at home. I think this is something like sometimes I call a giveaway game where maybe the Lakers just don't give it at all this game and go for it in game six at home. I'm going to lay the points with Golden State. And I like Draymond Green, I did this a couple weeks ago with you guys, too, where I went over points, rebounds, and assists. I like over his 22.5 points, rebounds, and assists at minus 119. I think, you know, obviously at home he's going to bring it, and that's what's sure about when he plays in L.A. if there's a game six, but which I think there will be. But I definitely think he brings it tonight. He had 25 points, rebounds, and assists on Monday, and he had 31 in his last game in San Francisco. This could be his last game in a Warriors uniform. I just don't think it's going to be. I think they're going to get at least one more game. And I think Green comes up big for the Warriors and goes over 22.5 points, rebounds, on this, and the Warriors cover the 7-7.5. Seven, seven yeah, we'll see if Green does have the big day. I, I want to ask you, and, and JVT, you also, 
Like, my question about the Lakers' approach to this game, and you mentioned, hey, you know, it's a long series, LeBron and AD getting older, their minutes have been really high, maybe we don't play them as much. But if you're the Lakers right now and you have a stranglehold on the series and you have an opportunity to put the Warriors away, are you not treating this like it's a Game 7 and going all in as much as humanly possible? I personally think that uh, I hear what you're saying, and I, I don't disagree. And that could be a situation where the maybe the maybe the Lakers feel like they have Golden State right where they want them, and they can close the deal tonight. I just think that to, for the for if you're going to win this series and move on to the next series against Denver or Phoenix, uh, you got to have these guys rested and healthy and ready, and can't embarrass yourself in the NBA final, uh, NBA Western Conference Finals. I think this is the situation where just they back off a bit, let Golden State have this one at home, and then maybe close the deal at home. All right. I just mean you'd be no. ultimately rested if your series ended tonight. Well, no, I think because I think like because you were talking about John with this with John Galera, boss off the air, and I think maybe where the disconnect is is because I think you're right. What what everybody's saying is the Lakers are going to go out and try as hard as they can, but if it's like fourth quarter, you're down by 14, 15 points with like nine, eight minutes left to go, you're probably right. like, all right, let's get out of here. Right, the writing's on the wall. The probability that we're actually coming back at this game is pretty low. So I don't think they're coming in to your point and going like, "Let's just get this thing done. So, Let's take so a break." Could there be an angle with like a Lakers first half or well, something I think, like that? And it, you know, Henry, Harry, maybe if I could talk, um, tell me what you think about this. It's not first half or first quarter or anything like that. It's fourth quarter. If they're down, there actually might be more value on going in and laying it with the Golden State Warriors in-game, right, if you know that the Lakers are probably sure. going to start to take the foot off the gas. Right, Harry? Yeah, John, that's great. That's a great point because if it, if it is, if it's turning ugly midway through the third, heading into the fourth, you know, uh, maybe Ham, like you said, calls off the dogs and just uh, and, to, and waits for game six and uh, get everybody healthy and, uh, and ready and uh, seal the deal then. Everybody's right. You know? Let's make everybody I like happy. It. Yeah, Harry, me, right. yeah. me, meanwhile, you don't have quite the same opinion when it comes to the New York Knicks tonight. It looks like taking the heat plus the points. I am going to take the heat plus the points. I think three and a half is a nice chunk. Next to that, a nice season. Uh, but I think it very it very well could come to an end tonight. I mean, the Heat have been fantastic. The Joe Blast, let's not forget, they beat Milwaukee in five. They're seven and two straight up in the playoffs. Their defense has held New York to 101 or less in three or four of these three of the four of these games. I think Butler comes comes up big again, big on Broadway, and I think not only uh, I do I'm taking the three and a half. I'm going to do a little sprinkle here tonight with the Heat on the money line against New York. Us too, we like it. That's right. Yeah. That is a uh, uh, we call that a follow the money special because we were on and we talked about it, or is it a Lombardi line special? Either way, I'll go Lombardi line special because now we have the like triangle of happiness here with Harry. I like it. Uh, all right, let's let's transition uh, to the ice then. Walk as we were talking about Oilers and Knights, and uh, obviously how fascinating this game is. But I know that one of your primary angles here is going to be on a total of seven, correct? Yeah, I like the over. I like the over of seven. I know that's a high number, but you're going to get plus money at plus one ten. I also do like Vegas to score over two and a half goals. I know you got to lay a price here at minus one sixty, but I'll tell you why. Listen, I like the over seven. A wide open hockey game can't keep the Edmonton offense down long. But like they did last week, last game, Vegas did. Vegas is averaging five goals a game almost on the road in the playoffs. And also, like I mentioned, Vegas over two and a half goals at minus 160. Three road playoff games so far for Vegas, 14 total goals for them. They are six and one, six and one scoring three goals or more against Edmonton this year. Battle of the 2015 draft picks here, Jack Eichel against um, uh, Connor McDavid. Jack Eichel actually won the, the battle last game, having two assists, one goal, three total points where Drysaddle and, uh, and McDavid got shut out. I don't think that happens here. I think there's going to be plenty of scoring here. But again, Vegas, over two and a half, like I mentioned, five and one, five, excuse me, six and one, six and one this year against Edmonton scoring three goals or more. Yeah, and to your point about Jack Eichel, 10 points, five goals for him so far in these playoffs through eight games. He's been really, really good Mm -hmm. in his first opportunity to get to play in the postseason. I tend to agree with you on the total, but I have sucked at totals in this series (laughs) because I liked the over seven last game. I didn't bet the over in game two, but I certainly thought about it. Um, But I agree. I think that this game has the potential to be a lot more like game one where we had that 6-4 final versus the blowouts Mm -hmm. one way or another that both these teams are extremely capable of scoring. And JVT, I'm just curious to figure out what ultimately happens in net. 
right. for both of these yeah. teams. Like, yeah. how is yeah. how is Aiden Hill going to show up? Not in a relief appearance, but actually starting Hill? a game, most likely, yeah. most likely, because yeah, we still don't know yet. Um, or Jack Campbell or Stuart Skinner. What do the Edmonton Oilers elect to do? I don't yep. know. Good point. But also, you know, you made a great point. But you, you, sure me. The last two games, though. I mean, it was five-one with plenty of time to play in the rest of the game, and there was no, you know, once it's five-one. Now the opening, oh, oh, big open ice is not there. They play a lot of defense. They they kill the puck, and that kills us. If it's a blowout, that could be a little cause for concern yep. in terms of the over, which has happened the last two games. I mean, Edmonton in game two, I mean, they scored uh, they scored four goals in the first, like, uh, 11 minutes of the yep. game, and there was uh, no more scoring for the rest of the way. So be careful there if it's a blowout, but if not, I think this game goes over. Yeah, ugh, I had the alt over seven and a half last game. We had six mm. goals going into the last period, and... So no more fight on the other end killed me. Um, we also have the Toronto Maple Leafs going head-to-head with the Florida Panthers today. Crazy to think that Toronto, after finally breaking the curse, you get out of the first round, and right. now you're already facing a potential sweep in Sunrise later on tonight. Any angles that you have bet in this game? Yeah, how about this? I'm going to take a player prop for Toronto. I know uh, uh, their backs are against the wall, but uh, Morgan Riley uh, has been fantastic for them. I want to take him. you got to lay a bit of a price here at minus 140 to record a point. Uh, but Toronto, again, I think Toronto's offense, nothing to lose here. they got to come out firing, guns a-blazing. Uh, Riley is tied with Austin Matthews for second on the team in total points in the playoffs with 11. He has at least one point in eight straight playoff games and five of the six matchups against Florida this season. He scored at least a point. So give me Morgan Riley, minus 140, to record a point for nine straight games. Awesome stuff, as always. Were you surprised to see the Leafs favored today on the road? I know, is it, or is it, again, just that win or go home situation? I think it's just that situation, basically. And, again, listen, I mean, be careful what you wish for. Remember, the, the Toronto fans, after after win, finally making and winning a playoff series, they were chanting, we want Florida, we want Florida. Again, be careful what you wish for, because now you're down 3 nothing. Now you're in desperate, desperate times. But I think Morgan Riley, who's been fantastic all playoffs, yeah. gets a point. Yeah, the Leafs just need to remember you don't win the Stanley Cup round one. It had been so long since they had gotten through round one. They forgot that, I guess. Thank you, Harry. You're awesome. Appreciate your time. Awesome, guys. See ya. It's funny talking to all my friends um, from north of the border that are not Toronto Maple Leafs fan, just reveling in it so much. This is what they live for. It's, It's not as extreme, but it did remind me of like when the Knicks, when they played the Hawks, right? And then they poured into the streets celebrating and burning buildings after splitting and losing home court with the Hawks. And you're like, it's not that big. Well, I think about that a couple years ago, too, when the Montreal Canadiens beat the Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final. Then they go on to just get lit up in the Stanley Cup Final because Montreal, all the streets were just in hysteria because they beat the VGK. Eh, lame. We're wrapping things up here. Final plays of the night when we come back on the Lombardi line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points. That you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today and get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And I meant to say, hope you make appropriate choices not milk-appropriate choices. I don't know. Sometimes I have a speech impediment. I'm working on it. Do memories exist even if you forget them? Does a tree make a sound if it falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it? Yes. These are the world's questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Time for our pro tip as we wrap things up here on Lombardi Line. Been a fun couple hours. Uh, Thanks for bearing with us. And JVT and I had an interesting conversation about a, a number of things and especially the perspective on how to bet this Golden State and Lakers game, knowing how much is baked in that the Lakers have their backs against the wall. JVT, maybe just, maybe if you don't have a lot of conviction pre-flop, just get in game. That's right. Why don't you present our betting tip? Because it's always on me to do it. But you came up with this. I said it. Right. I'm just yeah, looking you for you to add to the conversation. Oh, yeah. I, think I would agree. I agree with every single bit of this. What is wrong with you? I, I Look, I feel like I get, uh, you know, I get these charged to me every time when I fill in on shows. It's like, JVT, what's the pro to? There you go. No. You came up with this. It was a good topic. You are the pro. I count on you. Uh, I'm I count definitely on not you. a pro. I am not that. I uh, I do like basketball. Yes. And but you uh, came up with it. It was a good conversation. So Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All we're saying is that there's likely going to be better numbers and better opportunity for you to bet on the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, nothing is a guarantee, but unless you have a ton of conviction about betting the Warriors tonight and that they're absolutely going to cover this number, like our guy Harry Gagnon just came on the program a few minutes ago and said that he does, mm-hmm. um, then there's other opportunities and other angles that you can still bet this game. Pro tips available at vcin.com. You can search them by sport as well as by show. Um, and just JVT's name apparently now since he he's excellent with the pro tips. You have a new no. episode of Hardwood Handicappers coming out later today? Uh, yes, i got to go home and record that. Uh, yesterday, though, Kelly was nice enough to give me the day off. So uh, he and Drew Dinsick had a nice conversation uh, about many different things. You can still watch that. Some evergreen content there. And uh, later today, we will have an episode up. I will let you guess what we're going to talk about. Hmm. I'm going to say with tonight's games, yes. And uh, obviously recapping yesterday and the position that the uh, Boston Celtics find them in, I will say, will probably be at the top of the order. Good stuff. Yeah, you can get Hardwood Handicappers wherever you get your podcasts, obviously. Um, Same thing if you missed any of today's show. You want to go back and see some of the things we talked about, especially with regard to the NFL um, and the schedule release that's going to be coming up later this week. They had a few games that leaked out. Get JVT's opinions on those. Uh, The VEASAN Best Bets pod as well as the Lombardi Line podcast. You think I'm hilarious here? unedited podcast version JVT is way oh, better. Oh, man. Way better. Do you curse? Uh, no, I actually did drop an S-bomb the other day, <laughs> uh, but I think Steven got that. So, because I don't know, like, I don't know I, if I'm allowed to or not. So I just, yeah, I haven't noticed when I, when I've listened to the podcast, I haven't noticed if you've cursed at all, but I well, guess Steven's also cognizant of it. Uh, Steven, Steven Young, our producer is awesome at, you know, listening, which is, you know, you're thinking like, shouldn't he be? You'd be surprised. Some producers don't really listen, uh, even though that's like their primary job. And I made one episode I made, I guess some would call an inappropriate joke. It was the truth. 
but Stephen like cut it out and I'm like he didn't even say anything about it but like I went back and listened and uh, he cut it out so you don't get everything but uh you know Stephen's good at his job and it's a good podcast Kelly's awesome yeah you and Kelly have a lot of fun it's always good conversation so make sure you check that out um I know that you don't have a bet in the Warriors Lakers game tonight. Um, you're just going to be sweating out your futures, hoping that the Warriors get the win and move on and maybe can do what the Corgis think they do. But you do like the Miami oh, Heat money line. We know it's going to happen. Uh, well, and to to build on our pro tip, I will be looking for an in-game opportunity to bet Golden State. So I Oh, am. sure. So now you want to contribute to the pro tip. Course, Not when we're actually doing the pro tip, once we've moved on. Uh, well, I mean, you were doing so well, so I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, I think that's probably, that is the angle. You're going to sit back, you're going to watch this game, hope for a cheaper number and or money line price on the Golden State Warriors and jump in and get that. Because I, I do think the Warriors are going to extend this thing out and get back to L.A. Now, what happens from there, uh, the Corgi says that it will then go back to San Francisco for a winner-take-all, which the Golden State Warriors will win. Having said that, I just want to sit back and see if I can get a good in-game number on Golden State in-game, whether it's a cheap spread, or as I mentioned, if it gets really poor, maybe a small plus price on the money line. But that's going to be the angle for me in this game. And as you mentioned, yeah, heat money line. I, I think that when you're looking at like data aside and how you want to quantify certain things, there is something to the fact that the heat match up well with the New York Knicks and that they're a team that has been there and done that. This is a core that went to the bubble finals. Uh, this is a core that has made a run to the Eastern Conference finals and was one shot away from upending the Boston Celtics last year. This team has been there. They have been together for a while. They've been through a lot. I don't think going on the road to New York and closing out a game is beyond the expectation here for the excuse me, the Miami Heat, especially if Emmanuel quickly is not going to be out there and that bench gets even worse. So, yes, Miami Heat, money line in. So I'm still feeling out a lot of what my what I'm officially going to do tonight in the NHL. I had a really successful day yesterday. The Stars in regulation ended up coming through for us. I also bet the Stars in the first period thinking they'd be able to get out the gate stronger than they had, and they did. Joe Pavelski scored a goal. Unfortunately, Jason Robertson could not get there for an anytime mm -hmm. goal for him. He was at the doorstep numerous times, but that one evaded me. Tonight with the Golden uh, with the uh, Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers, I have been cashing every game so far on goal in the first five. And okay. so I'm just going to ride that again because it's only ticked down from plus 160 to plus 165. These teams we both know are so capable of scoring. And for whatever reason, we've had not only one goal, but multiple goals that have been scored in the first five minutes of these opening periods. That's why the first period over has been juiced as crazy as it is, it's like you can anywhere between minus 160 and minus 180 for a first period over in these games. But this is an, a good alternate angle, I think, to get in on the first five. Um, the first 10 is juiced, I think, slightly, slightly mm -hmm. less than the first period over, but still too high a number. I'll ask you, so with this, is there like a correlation or an angle that lets you bet, that makes you like, makes you want to bet this? So, oh, I like it to, you know, I like to bet either first drive touchdowns in games, or I like to go in game and bet like unders and things after mm -hmm. first drive touchdowns, because, you know, more often than not scripted plays, you're going to get a touchdown more often than you think on a first drive. Same thing with yes, run first innings. You're actually facing the top of the lineup more often than not. You're going to get more runs than you really think. Is there something that correlates to a first goal in the five first five minutes? No, not particularly. Okay. All right. Not in my opinion, at least, but I just, I feel confident that any line for either one of these teams is Capable of doing well, that's, something. I mean, yeah. that is something I have to educate myself on, like in terms of like stints of lines and how long they're out there. Obviously, first five minutes, you're going to have the first lines out there, so that probably makes some sense that there would be some goal scoring or at least a higher probability of it. Um, but I'll join you. I'm in. So, yeah, I like I like goal in the first five. That one is not only cashed in all three previous games of this series, mm -hmm. but five of six for both the Golden Knights and Oilers dating back to their respective first-round sets as well. So we've had a lot of success there. The um, shots on goal numbers for the first period are a couple lower than they are for the second and third period, and we've gotten over the 19 in each of the games in this set as well. So I might just keep doing what I've been doing with the expectation that there's going to be a lot of firepower in this game. Why not try to get out to a hot start um, and be firing the puck on the net? And then I'm going back and forth on where we saw Harry. He did mm -hmm. bet the over seven goals in this game. If I want to go back in and be a glutton for punishment and bet the over in this game, there's a six and a half still available well, out there at minus 140. I mean, you're so if you're betting first five goal or first five minutes, yeah. uh, that in-game number is probably going to spike. So you're probably going to be in a position to get this thing over. If you believe there's going to be an early goal, 
at least well, work, work, find some work around there. Uh, you would think, but look at the last two games where there's four goals scored in the first period and so you do still you tr- don't get the over in that game. Do you try to set up middles at all? Because I would think, as somebody who bet over, what was it, seven and a half? In that one game, you had a plus yeah. price, and you had six goals going into the four or the third period. I don't know what the in-game number was, but if you have that at a plus was, price and come let's back Let's just under, say I was not in a position to live bet that game, okay, and right. so I was just sweating it out, and it wasn't ideal. But I think that this game's going to revert a little bit more to what we saw, though, in game mm. one, where it was more of a back-and-forth type of a game and not a blowout one way or the other. Ridiculous goals off the back of a goaltender and whatnot? Yeah, just... Uh, still TBD. We'll see from the morning skate reports as they come out who's ultimately going to be in net for Brossois. the Edmonton Oilers. I don't think, I mean, Brossois, he looked like not great. No, I mean, when you're just pushing <laughs> off and like that's, you know, yeah. you go down and like he's that. Somebody that, looks... that we, we talked about after the show, yep. like he's had, he had offseason hip surgery. He's had significant injuries in the past. Maybe it's just, you know, another thing you have to unfortunately add to the list for somebody who had been playing pretty well. So um, we'll see who's in net for both sides. But looks like Aiden Hill and then whether it's Stuart Skinner or Jack Campbell in net for Edmonton, we're not sure as of yet. That's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi line. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Check out Hardwood Handicappers later today for full and complete breakdowns of both of the games in the NBA tonight, as well as all of the the series remaining and futures. We're going to step aside a numbers game coming up next. 